interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Yo! What is the sponsor in our hearts this week, Jesse? So, you know... I'm on one of my uh, YouTube rabbit holes this morning when I was clearly supposed to be doing con stuff. But, you know, sometimes you have a panic attack and you're like, I would like a laugh. So I found mildly unethical life hacks from Reddit. Um, and some of them were way more than mildly unethical. And I yeah. I would not recommend you do any of the for the basic disclaimer. The Saul Report does not encourage the blah, blah, blah production of any reproduction of any of these things. Do not break the law, essentially, is the Jesse. And some of them were just like... Yeah. like oh, sorry. One of the unethical life hacks in question was the guy that was like, I used to send a, um, a class-wide email that was like, I just finished my study guide. Do you guys want to swap and compare notes? But he hadn't done his study guide, and he just like swapped everybody's study guides around. Yeah. And that's like how he did his studying. That is mildly unethical. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that big of a deal. But there were several that were like actual crimes. Yeah, and like one of them was like the this this person was saying that um, they would get their partner addicted to nicotine in their sleep by putting a nicotine patch on them and then taking it off before they woke up. And that way, if they ever left her, they'd go through withdrawal and think it was because of their relationship and come back. And I'm like, I'm calling the police. That that has to be fake, I, though, right? Like, I, wouldn't wouldn't he feel it during the day? If Because presumably he's not smoking during the day. I don't know. I don't know how often you need to... I mean, but it's like... It's, it's fucked it's up fucked anyway. Up. Um, however, one of my favorites, I, I will say one of my, just one of the, uh, this one is also illegal, so don't do it, but it's not the most terrible, like, of all of them, of the unethical, the mildly, it's just, you know, it's slightly more than mildly unethical, but, you know, um, also don't do this, this uh, disclaimer, don't, don't do this, um, but it reminds me of something my dad told me because he was a musician on the road and did a lot of questionable things. Actually, my dad could probably write a whole bunch of mildly unethical um, life hacks because he's given me quite a few from his days on the road. But um, this one just made me laugh. If you're doing something you shouldn't, confidence is key. You can just walk out of a store holding whatever you stole and be fine if you know how to act. Don't do this. It's called shoplifting. And have a basic knowledge of the store, how the store works. Bonus, trespass with an orange safety jacket. Nobody questions the orange safety jacket. And it's like, this type of thing happened at the local country club. Two guys walked in dressed as repairmen and just lifted a brand new 60-inch plasma off the wall and took it away. Nobody said anything because they thought they were supposed to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, straight up, that's theft. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't steal. Um, but also, like, I just, I just fucking imagine just like two guys and like they just, if you just buy some like jumpsuits and walk in and be like, yeah, we're repairmen, and they're like, goodbye, and like probably nobody even bothered to look at their faces because they expected them to be like they were just help, you know? And I just, but I would have been like, where are you going with the TV? <laughs> I wouldn't think about it. I'd be like, they must be repairing it. The inch plasma. And it's just gone. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's actually a pretty common scam is that people will like pretend to be roofers or painters or whatever. And then 
either get into the house and steal stuff or like just charge fuck tons of money my, and scam them that way. My thing is always make sure that you actually contacted these people and they didn't just magically appear. That's my there, Yeah, sorry. That's there was my a life hack. There was a good one. There was a good news story recently um where um this lady got a call from somebody pre- saying that they were the sheriff or something and it was like somebody high up in the sheriff's department and um so and he was asking for like $2000 because of like a, a federal jury warrant or something like that and um so she like went down to the sheriff's office to confirm and the actual sheriff came out and like the guy called her again and was like, I'm sheriff so-and-so. And he's like, no, I'm sheriff so-and-so. And the guy on the phone's like, no, I'm sheriff so-and-so. Like, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> Are there any other sheriffs I should know about? <laughs> but then, but then of course the sheriff's like, obviously random lady, this is a scam because as you can see, I am not the person on the phone. <laughs> But yeah, they had to like put out a an official notice being like the phone number has been spoofed. That's... Like make sure that you call the police department and confirm any suspicious calls that you get. Like I just fucking <laughs> I I hate this. But also, are there any other squidwards I should know about? <laughs> imagine imagine having the balls it takes to to <laughs> say to the sheriff, I'm the sheriff actually. <laughs> energy <laughs> oh my god <sighs> well with that I suppose we should move into our pre-solve yes my my first is of course Nihon Matsuri you guys saw my pictures I'm sure uh, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram I managed to put on my songbird costume and it looks real fucking cute um and i'm very happy with how it turned out and how the wig turned out and everything um i went it was on saturday i went there um early in the morning and the line for the taiyaki truck was already like fucking crazy long and i waited like 25 minutes to get some taiyaki but it was it was worth it (laughs) It was my first time ever getting them, because usually I get there later, and I'm like, oh, fuck, the line's really long. Or they run out, or both. Um, but this time I got there early enough, and I got in line, and I got my little fish-shaped waffles. I got one that was the red bean paste and one that was chocolate, because I was afraid that I wasn't going to like the red bean paste one. Uh, but I actually prefer that one. It was much better than the chocolate. I really the chocolate like was too sweet. Paste. Yeah, it was my first time ever trying it, so I was like, fuck, what if I don't like it? So I got two, just The good beanie flavor. Um, the nice and good bean flavor. The good, the very good and very nice bean flavor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like sweet, but not too sweet. It's really nice. Um, but yeah, like by the time my friends got there, it, the line was like winding around the, the place. It was ridiculous i i'm not sure if they ever ran out i saw people were getting them even late in the afternoon so maybe this year they were like fuck we got to make sure that we have all of the waffle batter and all of the fillings we could possibly ever need and then make sure that we have more than that because fuck but um yeah real good and um sometimes you can get them with ice cream too which is also very good 
That sounds good. This one, this truck had custard, like a vanilla custard, mm -hmm. chocolate, ham and cheese, just cheese, and the red bean paste. The nice and good so, bean flavor. The nice and good bean flavor. <laughs> There's a bunch of people listening to this. They're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? It was a Reddit post. It was good and pure and hilarious. <laughs> See if you can find it based on the bean <laughs> jokes. But good luck. Kay and I now have this weird inside joke that we just appear on the podcast with. And it's about beans. <laughs> my girlfriend cook all my bean. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad I got to wear out my songbird costume. This was kind of like a wear test for me. Um, and those are important for reasons that I will describe later. But it was also, it was just, it's just like a fun costume. It's really cute. And all my friends who saw me that day told me that they didn't recognize me at first because it's not my normal kind of costume. Um, a lot of people thought I was a Love Live character, which makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had to explain, like, no, it's a Final Fantasy costume. Like, it doesn't really look like a Final Fantasy costume unless you're in the know and play Final Fantasy XIV. Um, which a couple people did. And they're like, what server do you play on? <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, it was a good time. It was the weather cooperated a bit more. It was still kind of hot, but like last year it was like 85 fucking degrees. Mm. Um, it was miserable last year, but it, the weather at this time of year is really unpredictable yeah. in Utah. So it's, it's like, is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? Is it going to be really, really hot outside? Maybe it's going to be all of them. Who knows? Um, but, like so I'm glad that it was. It was nice, and it rained the next day, but not on the day of the festival. Your uh, energies. I did have a funny. <laughs> my energies. I did have a funny moment. My friends and I were coming back from Doki Doki. We went to Doki Doki again during when we got a little bit tired of the crowd, and um, there were these guys at the train station that were talking because, of course, like there was myself and a bunch of other cosplayers around, and one of them was like, "Oh yeah, the Japanese festival's in town this weekend," and. He's like, oh, yeah, what does it go to? And he's like, until six. And it was like five at this time. So I was like, oh, and he's like, well, don't worry. It's tomorrow. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say anything out loud because I didn't want to talk to these guys. Um, but I was just like my friend and I were looking at each other like that dude's going to be real fucking mad when he comes all the way down to Japantown Street and nothing's happening and everything's been torn down. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> um, rip rip that dude um other than that i don't have a whole lot i um on sunday i was really tired from nihon i woke up with a splitting headache and i was just kind of like i'm just gonna like chill today um so i booted up final fantasy 14 as one does and i um was having some connection issues later that day so i picked up red mage <laughs> Um, I ran into, yeah, as you do, it's a level 50 class. So I was like, oh, the, knowing my luck, knowing my luck, my, I'm going to go into trial roulette or leveling roulette and I'm going to get like the highest level possible dungeon and just be fucked. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. So I went into palace of the dead first and I was still like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what my buttons do. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. But, um. It's fine. I started to kind of figure it out towards the end. Um, so I went into level roulette and got Hawk Manor. But um, Manor. that was kind of fun. <laughs> Bukake Manor. Um, 
So I load in and the scholar immediately is like, this is my first time healing as this particular healer class. And I was like, well, this is my first time ever playing a dungeon as red mage. And then the tank was like, I've never played this dungeon before ever. And I'm brand new at this game. And the ninja was like, same. And I'm like, well, we're all in this together. Then. We're all in this together. <laughs> Being the player with the most experience, because like something I've noticed about myself as someone who plays healer a lot, I don't really pay attention to a lot of mechanics because I don't have to. Oh. <laughs> but um, so the healer didn't know where she was going and the tank and the ninja didn't know where they were going. So I ended up leading the way through this dungeon quite a bit. Um, because I partially remembered it, um, where like the tank kind of ran past that first room where you have to get the key and I'm like, no, come back. Yeah. I've had so many, cause I, um, fuck, I've been in Bukake Manor so many times and still I'll run past that first room and someone will be like, tanky, please. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I got excited. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I kind of led everybody through the dungeon and I, I um, marked the manor jester as number one so that people would attack it first and um, told I was like you can just skip these rooms if you don't feel like going into them there's only one at the end that we need to go into and like we don't have to we, we can go into them if you want to but we don't have to spend all of our time going into every single cell and then um, I, I had to teach everybody the return trick and everything so I don't know I was like mentor mentor red mage like tour tour guide k strikes again um but i we got through i only got one player commendation but it's one more than i expected so rude um Andrew, you were so generous you know maybe okay but i imagine the babies probably a lot of don't, them probably went to the healer yeah and also the babies like i never gave anybody a player commendation when i um before i like when i first started playing i only now have started doing it because i just figured like, I just realized that it's something I could do. I Everybody can make fun of me. Like, I knew player comms were a thing, but, like, I, I would always forget. And, like, now I'm like, oh, I have to give my player comm to somebody. So. Yeah, I, I usually give them. Um, I Unless I'm spite withholding, which I have done a couple of times. Um, but I imagine most of them. I gave mine to the tank, because um, he was a baby tank. And then I think, I imagine that the... Um, one of them gave one or both of them gave their comps to the healer because she was new. Um, and she did really well. Scholar is such a complicated class. Yeah, I have had so many times um, where I died and the healer was scholar and they've been like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, it's okay. I don't really understand. how that <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's just complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a good video I can send you at the end of this. That's funny. That can explain what you have to fucking deal with as a scholar. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, that's that's basically my red mage adventure. Basically, after after that, I had to go to bed. But like, yeah, g fucking good times. Um, I think I'll probably play it a bit more. You kind of have to like, because um, the red mage is a mix of black and white magic in addition to some melee skills. So you kind of build up your meter, and it's your meter split in two with white on one side and black on the other. And so you kind of have to build up both, and then you can use your meter uh, on these physical um, skills to do more damage. Um, the casting times are crazy long on some of the spells, but when you cast one of the spells with a shorter cast time, you get an automatic dual cast, so your next spell go comes out really fast, so you kind of have to, like, 
plan around all that. It's a little complicated, but not as complicated as Black Mage, at least not yet. Um, I haven't played like a high level dungeon or anything as Red Mage yet, so I may change my mind. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like that one. And <laughs> excuse me, it, it's nice. I, I thought about picking it up because it's like a a backup healer, and I've had a lot of runs of Orbon Monastery where I was like, man, I wish we had a Red Mage or a Summoner right now that could raise the healers. Um, so maybe that'll be me. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Gotta be the change you want to see in the world, Kay. Exactly. Be the leaf. Um, and that's my pre-salt. So my pre-salt, I have a really good one, but I'm, I'm going to get through the boring stuff first. Um, Boring or just, you know, exciting for moi. So um, I, I am going to be tabling at SAC Anime again. Yeah. Um, Yay! And I, uh, I'm i going to have charms for the first time. I thought about doing charms before, but they're really expensive. And I, I would rather, like, um, I would want to order them in small quantities. So this kind of like smaller business started back up again because um, they took a break for a while um, and they let you order in quantities of 10, um, which is super rad. And they're like, a, they're a small business. And I think they're from the US too, which makes the shipping so much better because one of the places that um, like gets used a lot by a lot of artists is in the UK and the shipping is like depressing as hell. Um, so it cuts down on the shipping. I got a really good deal on these, but they're still expensive. So I will be having, uh, the Catra charms that I showed on my Twitter. Um, and then my long Furby charms, <laughs> because I want someone to love them as much as I do. And <laughs> I will love them. <laughs> and I, they're going to be glittery. So that's exciting. Um, because I was like, listen, I just, I just want them to sparkle. I just, I want them to be like every terrible '90s to early 2000s vaporwave aesthetic meme on Tumblr combined. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about them. Uh, I, I'm like, I'm always nervous. It's always like nerve wracking. I'll talk about this a little bit more later to invest money to make money because you don't know what's gonna come out the other end. But it's always exciting to, like, expand your stock and, like, kind of, you know, try new things and see what's working for you and what's not working for you. Um, especially since prints tend to not be as popular now. Uh, it's more like a sundries, but those are so much more expensive to make. But we'll see how this works out. Um, and my friend is going to be splitting my table with me. So, um, I have to figure out the next step is like how we're going to split the table so that I can get my setup going. Um, but I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and also the magazine that I'm working on for school is almost over. Like it, it our, our final is at on like May 20 something and I will be free. I will be free from this fucking magazine. I, it's not the people. The people are the best part about that magazine. Um, we we're work. I'm working on my school's lit mag, and uh, the people are not the problem. The because everybody is really enthusiastic about the magazine, so that's not a problem. It's just it's just a lot of work. It's so much work, um, but we're we're so close to being done. And like I'm, I just, whew. 
Um, and now for the most important part of my pre-salt today. <laughs> so my friend, um, I went, I went to work with her. Uh, she wasn't working that day, but it, we went to, cause she's a librarian person. We went to the library where she works and, um, we were hanging out with some of her coworkers when they were on their break. Um, cause mostly we were doing studying stuff, but so, uh, she's like, we should read you the Bernie Sanders shapeshifter book. And I'm like, the, the what now? Do you excuse <laughs> yeah. me? The, like, oh yeah, Bernie Sanders is a shapeshifter and he turns into a bear and it's also erotica. And I'm like, a, 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 a pardon? So apparently this person writes, um, shapeshifter books about presidential candidates and they're all like erotica ones. Um, let let me see everything I learned about socialism from the erotic Bernie Sanders ebook. Um, this is a slot article. So the slot.jezebel.com, by the way, and Ellie sh- Oh god, I'm gonna I don't wanna ruin this last name. S H E C H E T She Shechet Shechet I don't know, but it's filed to political erotica, which is a lot to, um, that's a, that's a, (laughs) that sure is a category. (laughs) Um, and Bernie Sanders, impassioned speaker, humble Vermonter, white haired enemy of the banks, skilled woodsman, monogamish, turns into a bear when he is horny. These are just a few tidbits I picked up from, um, the increasingly popular Democratic pretend, uh, presidential contender after reading Bernie's Desire, a 67 gorgeous page erotic fan fiction. Um, it's, oh, that's another thing. It's uh, 67 pages long, and also it's available on Amazon, if you would like it, um, by IID, <laughs> Bernie's Desire. Uh, so he's an ageless alpha, an ideologic ideologue with an animal side who runs a farm where labor isn't the only thing that's shared the protagonist is a refugee from the one percent named remy who escapes her empty life of opiate addiction abusive billionaire boyfriends and working in online media and winds up on bernie's communal farm in vermont um and so here are some exit excerpts from it and it's it's like posited as uh you might be a socialist if um and so here we go uh here's the number one you love to get you love to give handouts of beer that is um so here's some excerpts the hiker held up the case of vermont ipa he was carrying and bellowed in that unfaded brooklyn (laughs) accent before we break up the banks we've got to break up this 24 pack Screaming in jubilation, the people around the fire went, Bernie! He set down the box of beer and ripped it open, handling bottle after bottle um, to the crew around the fire. Who wants, who wants, old Bernie's got some handouts for everyone at this party. Two, you smoke weed and have a friend named Trad. Trad, how much of this um, did you smoke? You see, everyone, this is just what I was talking about at dinner. 1% of the population smoking 35.4% of the kush. kush. We've absolutely got to redistribute the toking if we want to party democratically. 
Three, your friends described you as a powerful leader. Veronica told me about a farm in Vermont that she heard about where you could live and eat for free as long as you worked your share. She said it was run by a powerful leader who could bale hay for nine hours straight and then stay up until the sunrise drinking wine and philosophizing, even though he was damn near 75 years old. You're a senior four. You're a senior citizen with an amazing body. The skin was looser than a young man's, but his body was no weaker. He had the physique of a survivalist who had long ago dropped off the face of civilized Earth and had spent decades living like the ancients, using his body every day to keep himself alive. Five. You know a thing or two about milking goats. Remy, she looked over to see him buttoning up a flannel shirt, concealing his ripped torso. She could have sworn some <laughs> sort of tattoo, and she could have sworn some sort of tattoo. You ever milk a goat? Six. You're prepared to give yourself what you fully, uh, what you deserve sexually. We all deserve a piece of the pie in this great country, and even old Bernie's got to get his sometimes. Seven. Oh my God. You enjoy doing dirty things to your wife and to the banks. On her way back to the house, she passed the garden, where she saw Jane riding Bernie in a patch of flowers. Jane's hair was whipping back and forth, and Bernie was snarling things in a dirty tone, in a dirty talk tone, but his words sounded like, Break up the banks! Overturned citizens united! Jane moaned and wailed. A, on occasion, you transform into a bear. It ends up that uh, the bit about Bernie being able to morph into a bear was a secret to no one, and everyone was jazzed about the fact that Bernie planned on turning into a bear for the pit roast that night. Pig roast that night. Nine, we're almost done. Nine, once you're inside that bear skin, it's orgy time. It's happening. <laughs> Bernie's transforming. Don't worry. Don't worry. It, this is this is it's gonna be okay. Bernie is transforming, and when Bernie <laughs> <Is> it? <laughs> and when Bernie transforms, there's no holding back. And indeed, as Bernie started transforming into a bear, clothes started peeling off, lips started to join together, and hands felt blindly for whatever erogenous zones they could land on. Ten, you can shift back and forth between bear and human during this orgy, depending on how horny you get. Unable to restrain himself, Bernie transformed his lower half back into a human and mounted his queenly wife. The half-bear, half-man drove his cock into her, making Jane growl onto, I don't, making Jane growl onto Caramel's pussy. Caramel is, like, capitalized, so Caramel must be a person. Vibrating the sopping flesh until it quivered in her mouth, the bear ran its claws across Jane's back in an all-too-gentle manner, just deep enough for her to feel the scratching, and she drove her rear into the bear's pelvis, grinding... And the grinding turned Bernie fully human, and when the transformation was completed, he howled, Let's get socialist! And finally, number 11. But even though you're a literal animal, your guest pleasure always comes first. It wasn't until everyone was tuckered out that the officiating couple concerned themselves with their own climaxes. So we don't have time to unpack all that. <laughs> <laughs> 67 pages of erotica can be yours and and if you have kindle it's free um but if you don't have a kindle it's 2.99 oh boy yeah um so that could be yours bernie's desire online on amazon it's a wonderful ebook um <laughs> I, I drew some fan art that i uh 
sent to the, I wasn't ready to expose my whole ass like this, but I sent it to the um, salt chat and a couple other people who, you're welcome, got to see two forms of half Bernie, <laughs> half bear. The first form was human Bernie's top half on bear bottom half. The second form was bear Bernie's top half on human body half, uh, bottom half. Hol- like the reverse mermaid principle. Yeah, holding a beer. <laughs> um, both Bernie's had their glasses, though, because even just because he's a bear, of doesn't, course. he doesn't need his glasses. Um, and, uh, yeah... I gave that to my friend, um, who also works with my other friend, as a gift, and it's it's a beautiful drawing. I, I was like, does this make me a furry, now that I've drawn this? Um, but, yeah, I just thought I would share that with you, because it made my day better, so I thought it would make your days better. <laughs> and that's my salt. <laughs> Alright, well, moving into the salt... learned a valuable lesson, Nihon Matsuri, which is that I cannot wear Songbird to a full day of a convention. <laughs> I, um, it's a bit of a production to sit down in, mm, first of all, yeah. so I spent most of the time standing. However, I had high-heeled boots on. Um, they're like, they're a short heel, but they're a heel nonetheless, and the boots are kind of shitty. They're like, they only cost me like $35. That was with shipping from god knows where because i got it from ebay um and so and they're just like rubber you know how like good quality heels have like some kind of support structure in the set in the center of them yeah not these ones (laughs) every time i took a step i could feel them kind of compressed so i had to walk on my toes more which was not a fucking good time and i walked around a lot that day as one does at convention situations as well and also after being there for maybe 30 minutes, I was already more sweat than person because the costume is mostly polyester and doesn't breathe. So um, where I don't know what I was thinking about wearing that to a convention in June, but that's not going to happen now. <laughs> and like, I, I was really hurting. Like yesterday I was kind of hobbling around my apartment like an old lady. There was one point where I was trying to cook dinner and I had to stand on my toes to reach something on a high shelf and I felt like I was going to get a Charlie horse in my foot Mm -hmm. until I like went flat healed. So I'm like, yeah, um, this is going to be for, so I'm going to wear it to the anime bonsai formal dance, which is like two, three hours. I can handle that. Yeah. Um, and it's indoors and it's going to be during cooler weather. So that'll be fine. And I think I'll just keep it for situations like that, where it's like cosplay winter ball or like, um, maybe take it to a convention and just have it on hand so I can wear it for a couple of hours in the evening to something, but not, not for full days. It's, it's just not, it's important to do wear tests because you learn stuff like this. Yeah. Um, it's like, I wish I would have done I, that with I, my Loki cosplay because I found out that the headband thing crushes my skull. Um, yeah. I, I remember you talking yeah, about that. So like, I wish I had done a wear test for that. Um, but I didn't. So I had to learn it the hard way and there was nowhere for me to go to change Although I did learn a lesson because on the third day that I um, I wore a cosplay and I brought a change of clothes and I went into the bathroom and changed halfway through the day uh, 
because I learned a valuable lesson on that first day. Yeah. Um, I also learned that I gained a little bit of weight during the construction of this costume. So it's tighter across the chest than it probably would have been. Um, so I, and it doesn't stretch very well. So it was like, I could take deep breaths, but I had to be very conscious of how I was breathing because <laughs> I couldn't like expand my chest too much. I had to like breathe with my stomach more. I think about that sometimes, so, especially when I wear button up shirts. Oh my God. There's a point yeah, where- Because button up shirts are meant to be like- Yeah. Fitted. And I wear men's button up shirts because I can't be stopped. But like I, so there's no like, there's, they're not made for people with chests like mine and there's like there's a point where sometimes like it it, it'll be loose everywhere else but right there right and there'll be a point where Mm -hmm. i'm like if i flex hard enough i can just rip this open with my my boobs alone like just (laughs) like just fucking hulk rip it open (laughs) like superman (laughs) (laughs) buttons go flying everywhere (laughs) so i basically in while well, we were in Doki Doki, I went from, yeah, um, like because we were planning on going out for sushi afterwards. So I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to wear this to the restaurant. So after we're done there, can y'all like drop me off at my apartment and you can hang out there and I'll just change and then we can go to the second we leave Doki Doki, I'm fucking going home to change and then I'll come meet you guys at Nihon and then we'll go out for sushi because I was like, <laughs> I cannot stand to wear this for another minute. Um, but yeah, there's something to work on. I should probably stop eating so much garbage and then get back on the wagon with my running and everything. <laughs> like, that'll probably help a little bit. But also just, like, it's it's stuff to be aware of for the next yeah. time that I wear this costume is to, like, you're not going to be able to breathe as easily as you normally would because you have to focus on, you have to breathe manually, basically, <laughs> until you get used to it. It was the same principle when I was uh, Azra and I had to do open shirt binding and I had to, like, breathe kind of carefully so that the bindings didn't rip off. But, um, cosplay is a fun hobby. Would you like to be uncomfortable (laughs) Um, for several hours? Cosplay. (laughs) Cosplay. (laughs) You're gonna hurt everywhere for the rest of the week, but damn, you're gonna look good. Yeah, that's what I was about to, I was thinking Uh, too, like, you're gonna look good, but it's gonna hurt. My mom always said beauty is pain, but what she didn't know is that she meant cosplay is pain. Yeah. Oh man, going to pee in that costume was also a production. That's something I always think about when I'm constructing my costumes. Is like, is this going to be a nightmare to pee in? And for Songbird, the answer is kinda. Yeah. Um, another thing I learned was that like, so I wore like dance tights, and then over the dance tights I wore like booty shorts, and then I wore the white stockings that are part of the actual costume. And when I mentioned this to my friend, she was like, "That's a lot of layers. Are you okay?" And I was like, "It's not that bad." But when I took them off that evening, I was like, holy shit, my legs are sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it was that bad. Yeah. You gotta do... I just didn't... I wish this was the yule days. Well, okay, you couldn't do this because your dress is too short. But in the yule days, the way they used to get away with this is that, like, especially when hoop skirts were popular, you could lift up your hoop skirts and then your bloomers didn't actually... They, like, split down the middle... So you could, like, untie them, essentially, and then just spread your legs and pee. And I'm like, this was a genius. Yep. They knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, well, they had, like, tons of layers, too. There was no way you could undress. Yeah, there um, was no way. 
to go to the bathroom yeah. all the time. <laughs> you Most people couldn't even get dressed by themselves. So, like... Yeah. So, that's... <laughs> that would not have worked for me, no. But, um, it's just... And the coattails, the coattails are always hard to deal with. But, you know, it, it looks pretty. I'm really glad I, I got it done and got to wear it. But for sure, it's going to be for limited time events in the future. Um, and I'll always have a change of clothes. Um, another thing I had to talk about, I, I put this in salt because I didn't, it's not really salt, but I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, I saw a tweet that was like, hey, we, the company that put out the dub for Boogie Pop Phantom have put Boogie Pop Phantom on our official YouTube channel and you can watch it for free. And I was like, I vaguely remember the title of that show, but I never watched it. Um, so I've watched, I've only watched three episodes. Uh, it's quite an old anime. Like I remember hearing about this when I was, when I was in like middle school, um, and not know, really knowing what it was, especially with that title. Oh yeah. Um, it's a horror, it's a horror anime. It's, it's not bad. It's just kind of weird. And I don't, I, it's only, it's only three episodes in. It was starting to pick up at the end of the third episode. Um, so maybe I'm going to keep watching it and see if it gets better. It, it's interesting for sure. Um, I, I'm talking in really vague terms cause I don't really know how to describe what it's about. Cause all the episodes follow the same like group of people, but not necessarily the same character. Um, and the boogie pop phantom is like an urban legend, but I don't really understand what the urban legend is. They're just like, Oh, this guy disappeared. He got taken by the boogie pop. And it's, they're like, you still believe that urban legend? But, um, it's really strange. There's this whole thing with the angel of death too, um, and monsters taking human form, which is, of course, like that. I okay, understand. This, the synopsis um, is: five years ago, a string of grisly murders shook the city to its core, and now the rumors have begun once more. Boogie Pop. Everyone knows about Boogie Pop. Meet her one dark night, and you are taken. People tell each other the stories and laugh. No one believes that she can possibly exist in this day and age. Still strange things appear to be going on, and the darkness is taking on many forms. Something is out there. Are you safe? Yeah, the second episode was really weird where they had a kid that, like, suddenly gained the power to see, like, these spiders on people's hearts that were, like, manifestations of their guilt or remorse over whatever's happened in their lives. And he would just, like, like, essentially there's a scene where he just, like, pins this girl against the wall and, like, rips her shirt open and pulls out this spider. And she's like, what the fuck? And she just, like, walks away. And then he eats the spider. What the fuck? And he, it's like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And it just gets weirder and grosser from there. I mean, like, it is a horror thing. I know somebody who's, uh, who just cosplayed the Boogie Pop Phantom, like... The, the, like, brown hair, like, with the, with the outfit, though, the, like, blue outfit with the, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they seem to be really into it, but I don't know. That would be cool. I imagine not a lot of people recognized your friend, but the people that did were fucking stoked about it. Yeah. <laughs> that tends to be the case with more obscure cosplay. It's just, that's just fucking wild, though. I'm just, like, I'm sitting here, and I'm just, like they did that they're like i'm just gonna make this episode like this 
I, I mean, like, I kind of like shows like that where, like, the, like, stuff happens and it's, like, a cast of characters and they're sort of related, but, like, not necessarily directly yeah. related. It, it reminds me a little bit of Paranoia Agent, mm. and it's possible that Paranoia Agent was inspired by anime like this. Um, and I love Paranoia Agent. So, I, like, I'm going to keep watching. It's just, you know, it, you know, it's an older anime and it's a little bit slow to start. That's pretty typical. I've only watched three episodes, so I'll keep going. Um, the dub sure is ye old 90s anime English dub, for sure. <laughs> it's not the worst one I've ever heard, but it ain't good. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Uh, what, ye old 90s yeah. anime dub. Do, you, do I take the shoes <laughs> off in here? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. That was 80s. My, it's my good friend still. Leo. How the hell have you been keeping How the hell have then? you been keeping then? <laughs> <laughs> that dub is a treasure um and then there's the, the ghost adventures one with have you heard about our lord and savior jesus christ yeah well i mean the ghost adventures dub what is a special case yeah, because the got, script was so fucking bad that they're just like do whatever you yeah. want <laughs> and they did like a gag dub um Whereas I'm pretty sure the Devil Man dub is supposed to be sincere. It's just bad. It's just bad. Why, God? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last thing I have to talk about is, um, so my Lingshell buddies and I, I got invited to go on their tour of the level 70 24-man raids. And so we basically... The leader was just like, I'm just going to queue up for all three, and we'll see which one pops first. And in that case, it was the Royal City of Ramanastre. Like, okay. And then he just queued up for Ridorana and Orban, and Orban popped first. And so we went through that. Um, we did wipe twice in Orban, but we made it through this time, for God's sake. We, uh, we lost a whole bunch of people after the second wipe. <laughs> we lost a whole bunch of people after the second wipe. I think, like, half of Alliance A and a good third of Alliance C quit. And like, we didn't lose anybody because there was like six of us from the same FCs. And we're just like, we're in this together. Um, But we got all of our people back. And uh, (laughs) there was a really good moment where somebody rejoined an Alliance A and they're immediately like, "Uh, what, uh, what happened here? (laughs) Like, (laughs) and everybody's like, I don't know, man, we're falling apart at the seams. Can you help us? Um, but anyway, we got through this time, and so the last one we did was Ridorana, and everything went pretty smoothly, and we get to the end, and the Construct 8 minion drops as loot, and I'm like, sweet, and I roll on it, and I got a 74, and all my friends left, because they had, they didn't want, really want anything from this, and it was just me and two other guys left, and I, after a couple minutes, I kind of type into my link shell chat, and like, no one's rolling on the minion, and they're like, oh, fuck that, fuck him up, raise! <laughs> um, so there's this thing, I think I've talked about this before. People will sometimes go into these uh, dungeons and raids, and they'll see the loot that they really want. And instead of rolling on it and chancing getting a one, oh, yeah. they'll just sit and wait and see if everybody else gets frustrated and leaves. Because there's something like a five-minute timer. Yeah, they're squatters. So... One or both of them was refusing to roll in the loot, hoping that I would leave. 
and that they would have a higher chance of getting the minion. But they 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 miscalculated how <laughs> how powerfully motivated I am by spite. And so I I literally just had my character. It was like a it was like a standoff, like in an old western. We're all just staring at each other. Like we were even standing in a triangle shape, which is pretty funny in this respect. <laughs> where I'm just standing, we're staring at each other, and I'm just like, so this is how it's gonna be, huh? And so I sat my character down, my and my friends in Lingshaw were just like, I hope you get it. Fuck that guy. And I'm like, I will wait here as long as he can. Like they were all waiting for me to get out because we were gonna do something else. Um, but they were like, no. Plant your feet. Assert dominance. Assert dominance. <laughs> and, so, and so I waited the full, like, whatever it is, five minutes or whatever. I was like, because, like, I rolled a 74. My chances of getting this minion are pretty high. And I'm just, like, I sat my character down, and I waited. And I won that fucking minion. And I'm just like, ha! Eat shit, loot squatters! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything to them. Um, I, I thought for a minute to just do, like, a smiley face in the chat, <laughs> but I ended, up, I ended up not doing anything, because they left before I could, like, uh, really think of it. A winky and smiley then I left. face. <laughs> winky face. GG. Wink. GG. Wink. <laughs> um. Winky face. Yeah, don't, don't test me on the loot squatting. I will pass every time. I will outweigh you. Fuck you if you do that. Um, I, ooh, ooh, I hate it. It's such a, like, sneaky, underhanded thing to do, and it's really obvious when you're doing it. You think, you think the other person doesn't know? I waited the whole five minutes. I know what you were doing. I just. I, I can't believe they they were like I don't know just staring at you. They didn't realize that you were yeah. In it we for were the all just staring haul. at each other. Yeah. Well, at some point they must have realized, but like then they couldn't back down. It was too late. It was too late. <laughs> Especially like at the point where I actually sat my character down on the like I used the sit emote, just sat on the ground waiting for this loot to pop like they must have known i was in it for the long haul but like i don't know that at some point you can't back down because then you're admitting that you were loot squatting yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it's either like one person was loot squatting and the other guy was like oh hell nah just like i was or they were both loot squatting and they were like fuck what do we do like we can't give up now she's gonna know you already know (laughs) I already know. Um, but, yeah, no, I, mm, fuck loot squatters. I will, I will sit and wait it out the entire time. I don't care. I don't care if I have, if I had rolled a one, I still would have waited it out. Just, just, just out of spite. <laughs> I like you so much. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever see a race judicata from fairy, just staring at you while you're loot squatting it's me (laughs) i know what you're doing (laughs) and i can wait here as long as you can um and that's my salt okay so my first my first salt is that i'm really stressed out and i feel like this has been my salts for weeks now but like i i'm sorry that's just the way it be um and my stress has caused my eczema and my dermatitis to flare up. So I have a rash on my scalp right now. I have a rash on my face. And I have a sore in my mouth. 
and I'm just fucking miserable, and it's all eczema, and, like, I can get rid of it. I don't know what to do about the one on my scalp, to be honest, but, like, it happens. I will get, um, itchy, painful scalp when I get stressed out. It's awful. Anybody who gets this, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, It's just, like, if I, and it's my own damn fault, because, like, I know better than to just sit around and, like, let myself get super stressed out because I have skin stuff that, like, flares up when I do that, but it's... Sometimes you can't help it. I can't help it, yeah. Um, I'm stressed out because everything, all my deadlines are at the same time, uh, and I, it feels like my brain is on fire, and so, like, I can't focus, so I made, like, I, I had to, yesterday, I was like, you're not getting anything done, just freaking out, so I made a list of everything that I need done, um, and then I prioritized it by when it needs to be done, uh, and then I started calculating the amount of money I've spent on this con so far, and how much I'm going to have to spend. I realize madness. Yeah, and, but, like, I have to know, I have to do this so that at the end, I can see if I yeah. made money or not, um... Yeah, you have to know, but, like, that way lies madness. Yeah, it truly does lie madness, because I I was just like, I'm gonna die. I don't make a lot of money. And I and I know I know a lot of you um, respect artists and how much they charge for stuff. I'm sorry, my family is yelling about Family Feud. Um, <laughs> I hope it doesn't pick up Jake. Uh, but, oh my god, they're so loud. <laughs> Me sticks my head... I know you're watching Family Feud, but can you keep it down? You don't need to be the Family Feud. <laughs> One answer left. Name someone you hope you'll only see once a year. Um, Steve, I am going to say, uh, yes, uh, Santa Claus. Yes. Don't want to spend money. Santa Claus. You're at an 11. I need you to take it down to like a four yeah. right now. <laughs> um, so I, I just, I don't make a lot of money and I know a lot of people respect how much, how little like artists make. And like, um, I know a lot of you listeners respect like, you know, paying artists what they're due, but I know so many people in the artist alley who have tried to rip me or my friends off, um, or like, and, and like ask for discounts and then hand you a 20 anyway to, to break. And I'm like, I fucking hate that shit um it's or like basically be like well it's just art and then i'm always like well why don't you do it then um (laughs) why don't you draw your own content then uh if it's just (laughs) art so i don't know it's just frustrating um but you know next time you're in the artist alley and you're like why does this cost money know that that a significant amount of investment goes into selling and then there's always the like, there's always the concern that you just have lost a bunch of money. Like, you just, like, you're not gonna win, you're not gonna get any money back, and you just lost money. Um, so far, I haven't even included transportation, because that's a whole other, like, gas money is a whole other thing, and parking, because last time it ended up costing me $90 to park for three days, I think. God, that's like parking at the airport. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, be good to your, be good to your artist's Um, so I, I just, I'm really stressed out. I don't, I was like, why do I do this? What, why? Cause last time I like barely broke even. Um, so I was just like, why, 
why does why does Jesse do this? And I know it's because I a enjoy doing it, and b it's a great way to like meet people and like I I gained followers for exposure. Yeah, I I basically do it for exposure because I gained followers last time I did it, and like I just I know it's good, but it hurts. It hurts me. <laughs> it hurts me. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I just I just need it. I just need more jobs. Um, the, and I was going to talk about political stuff, but I don't know if I have it in me because I'm so fucking stressed out. You know what? Yeah. Like, you know what? I just remembered that we can talk about. What? Do you want to talk about the neti pot video that you sent me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I said, so my friend, to, to preface this, my friend who lives with me, um, is has really bad allergies and she tried to use like you know one of those things that you squirt up your sinuses and then you're supposed to it's like an eddie pop but it, it like you don't it's like it's got a squirt thing it looks kind of like an enema but it's not yeah instead of just pouring yeah. it inside your nostrils um and then the water didn't come out so you have to get the angle right yeah it got stuck in there and so now she has congestion and water slowly leaking out of her um Anyway, so then she was looking up all these neti pot videos, uh, and she found this great this great channel um, that was wonderful, and it had a bunch of different videos, and they called it the neti pot on steroids. <laughs> um, and the and the first one was hilarious because he didn't even he didn't even use distilled water; he just used like tap water, which disturbed. It was a lot of the point. Second one, she loads up. She's like, she starts watching it immediately, pauses it. Um, turns the, turns the, like, her laptop so it's facing me. It's like, I need you to see this, what this man is wearing. So she hits play, and he's wearing, like, 50 bracelets and, like, a, like, a blue button-up shirt, but the top two buttons are buttoned, unbuttoned, and then he's wearing, like, a puka shell necklace with, like, a big shell on it. This is important. He looks like Discount Tom Hardy, um... And he lives in somewhere in Oregon. I don't remember where he said. Um, but I don't think he said. I think he just said Oregon. Yeah, because he was talking about the fires. But he also was standing outside while doing this neti pot thing, talking about how there's smoke in the air and probably getting smoke and ash inside of his neti pot. So he he's talking about the stuff that he's putting in there. And some of, like, some of it's like the normal neti pot stuff, but then he's like putting essential oils in there. I'm like, do not! Put essential oils inside of you. Oh my fucking god! Don't put essential oils in your schnoz. Yeah, like if you if you have sensitive skin and most it it actually hurts most people's skin, but like especially if you have sensitive skin, like it will burn your skin. Like it'll give you a chemical burn. Oftentimes, you know, and you know, sensitive skin, like on the inside of your nostrils. Yeah, like the inside of your sinuses. Sensitive (laughs) mucous membrane of your like sinuses. So. He puts the essential... And he put, like, salt in there, yeah. right? Like, Epsom salts or something? Yeah, because he's like, the salt water is what purifies it. And I'm like... I'm surprised it wasn't Himalayan pink salt, to be honest. So he does this. <laughs> he puts the sea salt in it. He puts the essential oils in, like, something... I Wait, or was it just the other guy who put iodine in it? Eucalyptus oh, oil. No, I don't think there was okay, iodine so in Okay, so the it. other guy was the person who put iodine in it. But this guy puts, like, eucalyptus oil, and, like, I'm just losing my mind, right? I'm like, the first thing, I'm like, please do not. Then he's standing outside, and he's talking about, like, the benefits of it, and how there's, like, stuff in your sinuses, and get it. Then he starts talking about and not and he's oh my god this is my favorite part he's like he starts talking about 
energy gunk. Yeah, he's like, there's bad energy gunk that you're picking up in these terrible energies, and it helps you clear those bad energies. He's like, this is helps an you old detox. Yeah, he's like, this is an old um elemental, like ancient knowledge that I learned from shamans around the world. I swear. By the way. I don't talk yeah. about this very much, but if anyone who says the word detox, I immediately, like, my eyelid starts twitching immediately because I get so angry. Like, fuck that. I just, I, but, like, I, but also, he said shamans, and all I could think about was Apache Tracker from, um, Night, Welcome to Night File. Yeah. Steve Carlsberg! <laughs> I just, I was like, what the fuck kind of asshole? Ancient shamans. And <laughs> discount Tom And then Hardy's. he just starts snorting it out of a bowl. Yeah, so he inhales it and snorts it. And he's like, I'm going to do this. And then you got to spit it. And then he's like, <clears throat> and then he does this thing. He's like, you got to do this. Close one nostril. Whip your head to the side and like exhale hard. So he's like, fucking whipping and he's like little little boogers are gonna come flying out don't worry about that and he's like if a if a little worm sometimes little worms come out if a little worm comes out that's fine there's plenty of parasites up there. i'm like no it's not fine worms <laughs> sir are you okay worms are not supposed to be fucking living in your sinuses Jesus, maybe that's why he's so weird is because he's got fucking worms in his brain yeah i don't fucking i just like the thing about it is is i think like I, 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 he mentions briefly that he does this a lot a month, like, not just, like, once a month or something. He does this often, and I'm, like, maybe because he's cleared out all the natural flora and fauna that's supposed to be in your fucking sinuses, he's just invited fucking parasites to live in there in the perfectly new, um, like, the new, like, climate that he set up for them. I just, well, I, my friend and I paused the video right there, we're like, there should not be fucking worms coming out of your nose. And, like, if you scroll through the comments, too, they're a fucking goldmine of people being like, I saw the bracelets and I knew we were in for a good time. Um, it was just a weird video. And I was like, I, you know, and as soon, because he talked about essential oils and because it was so, like, bro science, I was like, you know who will understand this in a way that I understand it? Fucking K. I was like, hey, can you send me that link so I can send it to Kay? So, so I'm out having a nice sushi dinner, and I, with my friends, after Nihon Matsuri, and I look at my phone and see that you sent me a link and said something like, like, you have to know about this, or, or something like that, like, I have to suffer and so do you, um, and so, um, I, but I don't look at it right away, because I'm, I'm with, I'm out to dinner, and so, um, I get into my friend's car at the end of the night, she's taking me home, and I look at it, and see the title of the link, which is, I don't even remember what it was, but I'm like, I looked at the title and I'm already upset. <laughs> and so I get home and watch it, and then I just send Jesse back a, um, a, a picture of John Mulaney that's like, no, we don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> that was just, they were just fucking layers of what- The only way it could have been, like, he, he could have had the perfect storm. If he'd added alkaline water and, like, the fucking fruit diet. Oh, yeah. The the banana diet. Like, that would have been the perfect storm of, like, weird new age internet bullshit. It was so weird. And I... (laughs) My friend, my friend, because she was going through all these videos because she finds this shit as funny as I do. She was like, my suggestions are going to be fucked up forever. (laughs) 
I know mine are so fucked up because I watched like one mukbang drama video and now it's just like here's all of them plus all the like weird vegan YouTube drama and like yeah you're like rest in like, pieces my suggestions and then I just keep watching them because shit's weird <laughs> but yeah I'll make that my salt instead because uh, I'm I'm tired fair physically and emotionally are we ready for imported salt yes all right, imported salt. Um, the first comes from Lord of the Podcast Roaches at Night Twitten. Um, salt, the flesh is weak. <laughs> Moving a whole apartment's worth of stuff down three flights of stairs has wrecked me. Two days later, and I'm still discovering new sore muscles. On the upsides, we'll be able to get halfway decent internet at the new place. The cat settled right in, and our new neighbors are nice and quiet, despite having two young kids. Still getting over that weird feeling of sleeping in someone else's house, even though it's ours now. But that'll pass. Time to go get lost in the unopened box maze, I guess. <laughs> That's a fucking mood. Yeah. Yeah, I. it's been a, a few years since I moved apartments, but definitely I remember that feeling of like, this is not my home, but it is, but it isn't, but it is. I moved so much that like, I weirdly moved a lot in a short amount of space like space of time and then I've come back and I'm living in this space but I don't I like I remember like I guess this is where I live now um however <laughs> I get really I'm really I'm pretty good at like uh settling down wherever I am as long as I have some of my stuff <laughs> yeah having stuff unpacked definitely yeah. helps with that feeling like I made sure to like unpack my room first so that, like, you know, all else fails, the bedroom looks familiar because my stuff is in it. Yeah. That's a good idea. And, like, th that's a good thought to keep moving forward. That's actually really smart. All right. The other thing I unpacked first was my yeah. kitchen because I'm just that kind of person, I guess. I have my to have my kitchen clean. has to be... <laughs> I... God, you know what? Actually, that's the hardest thing I have to adjust to is, like, toilet seats this is a weird thing, but, like, I, I feel like people will understand. Like, when you sit on a toilet seat that isn't yours, it takes a long time before you're like, this is my toilet seat now. <laughs> um, Rainer Lee, uh, what is his Twitter handle? At, it's that. It's Rainer Lee, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, last, the reason we're asking is because there's last minute salt. Um, and imported salt. They were sent to us through Discord and not through the DMs yeah. like normal. Um, so. so I watched Endgame this weekend. I loved it, but I did have some gripes with some things. Most of it was what Jesse said last week, but I got teary-eyed in one awesome moment. Outside of that, I'm excited for Persona 5 Royale, even though it's mostly the same game with some added locations and characters. Either way, I can say, ah, shit, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mood <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go see Endgame on Thursday I wasn't gonna see it but then my friend was like do you wanna come hang out with me on Thursday and go see it and I was like yeah I guess um, I'm gonna read the pee guide though so I can I I have to pee a lot um, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pee I spoiled it for myself so I know some stuff that I'm upset about but at least I'll know that going I in I spoiled myself in the stupidest way possible. I guess I can tell that story. So, um, Folding Ideas put out a video called Let's oh Spoil God. Endgame. And I thought it was a 
I thought it was a fucking joke. Because it's not the first time he's put out, like, a sarcastic title for his video. And it started out as, like, a riff on people doing vlogs for Endgame and other movies. Like, he's in his car at one point and kind of blabbering to himself. And definitely trying to, like, make a joke about the cadence of some of these vloggers. And then he goes, he relocates to his house and just drops all the major spoilers at once. And then talks about the movie as a whole. And I was like, I don't know what I expected, honestly. Yeah, I got I got a lot of spoilers. So I, and I'm really I'm big mad about some of them, which I vaguely alluded to on um on uh I I think there was just some weird choices made because like there was a lot of stuff they could have gotten away with and been like I would have been okay with it. Like I prepared myself for like characters to die and just be done with those arcs, you know? I had, I had been, I had built, but then some of the ways they went about stuff, I'm like, I think completely erased a lot of character arcs. And I'm confused about that, especially since like, yeah, well, a lot of the, I mean, we, yeah, sorry. Sorry. We, we talked before about how like Taika Waititi made the best Thor movie ever. And then the Russo brothers went and fucking ruined it at the beginning of Infinity War. So yeah, Th- that's been, that's been a thing for a while. And they back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Um, yeah, I, it is bizarre to me because the Russo brothers were some of the writers involved in some of the movies that I think, like, got obliterated by Infinity War. Uh, I mean, uh, Endgame. So that's bizarre to me. Um, I, I mean, like, I guess they don't make the decisions as a whole, like Marvel makes the decisions as a whole, but I don't really. Yeah, it could have been studio mandate. Yeah, and I, but I don't really understand some of them. Like, I, I'm like, how does this help you, like, either make money in the future? How does this help you? Like, what, what is this doing for Marvel as a whole, like, I don't really get it. You know what I'm saying? What is it doing for Marvel as a whole? They can uh, replace that expensive actor with a cheap one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, and like, but some of them, some of them, those people aren't going to get replaced with a cheaper actor for reasons that I won't go into, actor or actress. Yeah. And I, so that's what I'm saying. Like, why wouldn't you just kill them? Like, I have questions. I have questions, comments, and concerns. You didn't even save money. That's the thing that confuses me. I don't understand. Um, and like some of it, I, they've like thoroughly fucked up some timeline stuff. So I'm like, wait, this never happened then so if this because if this happened then this never happened so then how is this don't think about that that. yeah and then like are they going to explain it to me in the streaming shows i'm not going to fucking watch don't worry about it don't worry about it (laughs) stop stop thinking i pulled one thread and it just like fucking unraveled um (laughs) i like i'm not i'm like it's it's a it's a marvel movie i don't i don't really expect great writing um I don't expect great writing, but I do expect them to have internal consistency. Yeah, I just have confusion because I'm like, because I, okay, so that I, I was like, okay, maybe this, maybe Jesse, you don't have to think about this from a story writer's point of view. Maybe you should think about this from a money-making point of view, but it didn't make any sense that way either. So then I was just even more confused because I was like, wait, this doesn't even save you money. So then what was the point? What has really been the point of these past nine years? If you're just going to go ahead and I just fucking cannot, I, I, I can't, it. I, I don't understand. I mean, like, I would have been fine if you were just like, okay, well, all these characters are dead now. Time to start with our next phase of people who just recently got new franchises. 
Um, cause that's basically what I expected to happen. I expected it to just be like, here's yeah. our new superheroes that just, their franchises just started within the last two years. The, the, guy, the people that only had one movie. Yeah. They get to stay. They get to, everybody <laughs> who only had one movie gets to stay. Everybody else has to get the fuck out of this existence. But that's not really how they handled it. And I'm confused. Um, and that one series that's getting a third movie very soon. I, they can stay too. They can stay, um, but the rest of you are on fucking thin ice. But the rest of you gotta get the fuck out. Yeah, I I expected some of it, and I was confused by a lot of it. Um, but when I go and see it, I'll make even more vague posts about it on Twitter. Cause I've been vague posting, but like trying to keep it real, real vague. Like now, and I'm yeah. like, you can also explicit message at me because I don't really care about spoilers now that I spoiled myself like a total dumbass. Sweet. I can't wait. I, I love being able to talk to somebody. I feel like when Jeremy was like, can I tell you about Sekudo? And I was like, yes. Yes, you can. I sent him this awesome, sorry, this is off topic, but you know, we like to rant. I sent him this awesome mod of the snake as Thomas the train engine. And it, like, does the, like... Like that old Skyrim mod. Yeah, like the old Skyrim mod. And it, like, does... it, But it does all the weird snake movements. But it also, like, does the toot-toot-toot-toot train engine. But it, like, echoes ominously. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I... So I, I'll vague post about it more on the podcast. I should be able to talk about it without spoiling anybody um, approximately next year around this time. Probably. Oh, oh my god, so the Folding Ideas video, like, like obviously I was a dumbass and went into it and got spoiled, but, like, um, someone, like, tweeted at him and was like, can you... Can you just label your spoilers? And he's like, how clearly do I have to label them? Yeah. <laughs> no, I do, it's dead dove inside. Do not eat. Dead dove, do not eat. Yeah, see, like, I can't get mad at anybody but myself. Because I saw the warning and I I blatantly ignored it. But this guy chose to get mad at Folding Ideas. And he was like, dude, what the fuck? I can't believe that I fucking forgot this in my pre-sol. I'm such a dumbass but i watched sorry addendum sorry everyone you're just gonna have to sit here and listen to me talk um as if you haven't been doing that for the uh but i i watched <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it fast because i want to prevent spoilers but i watched Shira season two and it was a good ass fucking time um it was just as good as season one if not better because it you know like it can release it all the characters are introduced now so we can really sit down and like just tell some stories and it's really good. I love it as a children's show. I There's a lot of representation that I wish that I had in children's shows when I was a kid. And I'm really loving it. And She-Ra, I really like how they're handling like issues in a way that both kids and adults can enjoy. And the animation is wonderful, as always. It's fucking good. Um, there's an episode that's like an homage to D&D. And there's also like a I believe it's an it's a berserk reference inside of that homage to D and D, um, but in it they like all have their how they imagine the universe looks and uh, Bo kind of imagines a universe that's like the original Shira universe, so that's fun um, <laughs> to see people dressed to see those characters dressed in the outfits from the original Shira is really amusing to me, uh, but. Yeah, highly recommend. If you haven't watched it already, check it out. Um, if you have watched it and you're having a good time, you can yell at me because I've watched the whole second season now. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's my okay. 
imported salt. And, with, salt. <laughs> and as for Persona 5 Royal, I, I'm not going to buy the same game again. You can't make me Atlas. <laughs> you can't buy it as like you an addition? I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked into it that deeply because that wasn't the case with um, Persona 4 Golden. Granted, Persona 4 Golden came out on a different system. But I just... I kind of don't trust them to... Because I'm pretty sure P4 Arena and P4 Ultimate were different. Like, you had to buy them. I don't think there was a DLC. So, correct me if I'm wrong, internet. As you often but, do. Yeah. But, anyway. With that, that's our show. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me as at FilthyWizard on Twitter and as FilthyMagicUser on Instagram and Twitch. And my Patreon is linked in my Twitter description. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as HumanityUpgrade and on Facebook and Instagram as CrowFeatherCosplay. Um, you can find our wayward co-host and editor Jake on Twitter as at Jake underscore Lionheart. And his links are all in his bio. You can find our podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. And in the, that description, we'll have links to our fireside as well as, um, which you, fuck, <laughs> screwed up, as well as a link to our Kofi. If you'd like the show and would like to consider contributing to our Kofi, that is ko-fi.com slash salt report. And of course, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, the works. Um, and that's our show tonight. And remember, don't pour essential oils into your schnoz. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>